Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And we welcome you to Believe in Chargers with Lo Neal, Lorenzo Neal, Matt Money Smith here. And you know what? It is an appropriate title, Lo, because uh, there is uh, some believing that needs to happen. The team stumbles out of the gate. They lose at home in the opener to Miami. They travel to Tennessee. It looks like a good matchup for them on paper. Uh, they dominated the first portion of that game. They find a lull offensively. Defense giving up some explosive plays. And now they're in this zero and two hole, and you know what the numbers look like when it comes to zero and two and trying to make the postseason. Yeah, it doesn't look good, and now you got another tough team on the horizon. So, but it, it's crazy, Matt, because I, you know before the season came, you and I we sat down and we said, hey, we love, we love this team, but we also what made us love the team and more and love the way that it's set up is because you're in a situation that you knew the first five to seven games you could be zero and seven, and you and I talked about. Hey, that's why it's important to get off to a fast start. That's why you knew that, hey, look, guys are going to go out to training camp and practice great because they knew you could not go into training camp and have bad days because you start off with the Miami Dolphins, Tennessee Titans, Minnesota Vikings. So I thought this was really preparing them for the moment, training camp that is. And right now, it's the latter than what I thought. Yeah, Tennessee, you know, that. so they, they did one thing great for the most part. They stopped the run. You know, they, you know what Tennessee wants to do. They want to punish you. They want to grind you down. They want to wear your defense out. And then they're going to take a game over in the fourth quarter and grind it out for a field goal win. Well, they held Derrick Henry to 70 yards rushing. They held him to under four yards per carry. And that all lined up. Problem was, same thing that has victimized this team for the last few years continues to show up. And Tennessee is not an explosive plays team. They are a chunk it down the field, Derrick Henry physical. Now he'll break one every now and then. But when you're talking 70 yards to Traylon Burks, you're talking 45 yards to Chris Moore, like those explosive pass plays continue to plague this team on the defensive side of the ball. And no question. And Tannehill, when you saw you know, what he was able to do, this is a guy that we talked about can't necessarily beat you. And they allowed this guy to beat you, and you were playing with, like you said, seven in the, you know, it's seven with four men down, and you know, seven in the backfield, in the yeah. back end. So you were able to do what you needed to do that we had talked about. That if we can win, and lights out came on and talked about it. if you can win with the front four, the four, you know, four down linemen, you can win this game because you don't compromise the integrity of the secondary, and they shut down the run. So that was really, really surprising to both of us and a lot of these Charger fans. So. Staley has got to be back to the drawing board. They got to find a way to be more consistent. Guys are taking turns, giving up the big play in the back end. But also, you have to look at it, Matt, too, that you know what? You can solve a lot of problems if that pass rush is sacking the quarterback. I know they got after him, but when a seven-step drop, yeah. yeah, five sacks. They did a good I mean, job. But, but when you seven-step drop, you can't give this guy time. You can't give quarterbacks time, especially when your back end is, is struggling. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's, and I think that's why there's excitement about this team. And there's, you know, they're talking about, you know what, this is one of the most favored teams to make the playoffs at zero right. two in, in Vegas. Like the, the thing about this team, and, and you just said it, you get five sacks, you don't turn the ball over. Herbert throws for over 300 yards. Keenan Allen has two touchdowns. Like everything looks like it lines up for a win. And yet somehow 
You score 34 and you lose a game 36-34. You're up 11-0, 14-7. You've got an opportunity to win the game with a third and goal at the end of the game. A uh, third and goal from the four. You march all the way down and you take a sack. And you got to kick the field goal for a tie and then you go three and out in overtime. It's like there's so much good that is lining up in these games and I don't mean it to come out this way. I hope it doesn't, but they just got to figure out how to win. Like this team yes. has to figure out how to win games. Yes. Just like winning is an attitude, loses an attitude. Good teams find a way to win. And honestly, bad teams, they find a way to lose. And right now the Chargers, let's be honest, they're not a good team. Now they play good in spurts. They play good sometimes on offense. They give good sometimes on defense, but bad teams find a way to win. And you can't, we can no longer just say this is a good team till you start finding a way to win. Because this team can very well, we both know, can be 2-0 and and was winning these games and had a chance to be 2-0. Right. and But now you find a way to lose, like you alluded to, getting sacked and, you know, pivotal down, get, you know, giving up a, you know, a turn. When you have these things happen, you're not winning football games. But if you and I talked about it, and if we, I asked you earlier, I said, hey, look, Matt, if this team scores 28 the whole year, in these 17 games, we win. would you not say they're in the playoffs for sure and probably a right. number one or two seat if you score 28? Guess what, Matt? They've done that two weeks, and they still haven't won one. Yeah, it's uh, it's a tough start. The good news is uh, it's early. They have not played any games in division, so it is all still out there for them. We're going to have Chris Harris help us break it down, and then we're going to preview the Minnesota Vikings game uh, that is coming up here in Minnesota, back-to-back roadies for the Chargers. As we kind of set it up here, look back. Now we start looking forward on Believe in Chargers. Continuing here on Believe in Chargers has, uh, man, this is low. We could not have a better guest because you talk about someone that a Super Bowl champion, one of the best defensive backs of his era, but B, Chris Harris came in with Anthony Lynn and Gus Bradley and that simple, you know, I trust my players, go out there, make plays, don't think too much defenses. And then Chris, the next year you get Brandon Staley, the Vic Fangio system. We know there's a lot of rules, a lot of things you got to figure out. And once again, this year, we're seeing a lot of explosive plays. So we'd love for you to start with the differences between those two defense, your comfort level in each, and if you think players might be thinking too much right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, when you play in Coach Staley's system, it's a lot of checks. You know, a lot of times it's a, um, he gives double calls. You might have two defensive calls and uh, one call, you know, depending on what formation the offense gives you. So it does take a lot of thinking, you know. Uh, you have to be able to be able to process information fast. And it usually takes about two years to be able to master it, I would say. And um, I think these guys have been together in the system. What what is this his third year now? Yeah. You know, um, Asante, uh, Derwin, uh, Low, uh, uh, Low, uh, Mike, Mike Davis, you know. So those guys have been in the system, even the, the backers, you know, uh, have been playing together in the system uh, for a while now. So it sh- everything should be clicking you know it shouldn't have a lot of explosions as you see so i think now it's just fundamentals getting back to playing uh fundamental and technique football in the secondary communication getting back to the basics and i think that's what they'll get back to and chris with that being said how do you how do you stop the bleeding when you're talking about we understand the importance of offense entertains and we know defense they say wins championship so when you're lining up how do you simplify things? Yeah. When you know it's three by three and you know, okay, they're going to give you a motion to see if you're in man or zone. What does Staley need to do? Is it the players taking accountability? Is it coach and players or attention to details? What are those, if you were going to say, try to identify the main thing to yeah. change this, what would it be? 
Man, I think start implementing a little bit more zone, you know, start implementing a little bit more vision. I've seen them pretty much play a lot of man. You know, a lot of the explosives have been, I've been seeing guys just chasing guys, you know, and um, um, and playing the Dolphins, you know, it was like playing an arena team. These guys are already getting a head start running, you know, into the routes and we're in man-to-man coverage, you know, trying to guard Tyreek Hill. So I would say try to implement a little bit more zone, some a little bit more vision, you know, to be able to get guys to be able to see the quarterback, uh, try to let the quarterback pat the ball a little bit more uh, right now because the DBs aren't playing uh, to their standard right now at the moment. So just try to that. And then you got to have guys, you got guys up front, you know, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa. That's how you stop the bleeding, right? Those guys get to the quarterback, uh, to the pressure that they know how to do. Uh, and, you know, Joey hadn't had one of those wreck games that he usually has. He has to, you know, you expect Joey to wreck some games. So uh, that's something I think that everybody's probably waiting on, just waiting on those guys up front to get after it. You know, Chris, uh, nowadays with everything that's available to to fans, you know, that really like to consume football, there's a million experts, Monday morning quarterbacks, breaking down all 22 and what they think they see. And one of the things yeah. that's that's come up is, you know, and this happened in the Tennessee game. Those explosives are coming with seven guys in coverage, three guys, maybe two in the route, and just a late leak from a back. And you're seeing mm. one of them wide open, two of them wide open. Is that kind of what you're speaking to, that play more yeah. zone, try to cover that? Because it is, it's wild to see how many guys they got back there that aren't covering anything but grass. Right. And um, it's just, you know, it's, and it's, in Coach Staley's system, a lot of his zones are match, match zones. Right. So you got to be able to match it. You got to be able to uh, be able to pass things off a lot. And um, hopefully they can get to more a little bit more vision. You know, I would say try to help the DBs just a little bit more. And um, I'm pretty sure Coach Staley does that. You know, he kind of moves around the heart down as that's that's how he calls it, you know, uh, and tries to pick and choose who's going to have the hard play. And then also, you know, you Durbin hadn't had that that, that wreck game either. Right. You know, you expect Durbin to have a wreck game, and he hadn't had that either. So it's just, you know, you got to have your key, your best players uh, standing out every week. And um, that's how it is in the NFL. That's how you win, right? No question. So Chris is standing at same sphere, and we're talking about sitting back, keeping your eyes on the work, placing more cover four, cover eight, understanding that for guys can see the ball and see those, make the quarterback pat it. But if you can't do that because you're talking about the front four, you're talking about guys being able to put pressure. All BBs say, give me a rush and you can become the best DB in the league and get paid right. if you got the pass rush. So right. if they don't have that right now, by bringing a linebacker, bringing that one extra guy, what part of that defense does it stress if you do that? And do you think they should yeah. do that? Uh, I would say not right now. I would say let's try to depend on, let's see if uh, Khalil and Bosa can start winning some more. And, you know, and try to play a little bit more coverage because that's what they've been doing, right? They've been sending uh, an, an extra five guy, and a lot of these guys have been on the island, right? And they have been able to stand up right now. Uh, so um, I would try to play a little bit more coverage if you can. Try to mix it. Try to win first, second down, right? The Chargers have not been doing a great job of winning first and second down. So it's, it's about winning those first two downs, getting them in third and longs. Right, Coach Staley usually wins thirds and long, third and longs. Right, usually has great coverages and things that we can do in third and long. So that's what they need to try to focus on. Try to get Kirk Cousins uh, behind on the sticks. 
right, and try to for, make him force him uh, into coverage and try to get some interceptions. Chris, are there? You mentioned it and kind of got a little bit of of a log here, and and you go through it. A lot of these explosives are coming on first down. Are there right. are there certain rules on first down that maybe they've seen this defense enough and they're exploiting? Because that's seventy yard pass to Traylon Burks, first down. Yeah, Tyree Hill, first down. Is there something there that that yeah. something's not like? What what is it? Yeah. Well, when you play in a three four system, um, there's you can you can get shots in third in in first second down right in the third in the three four, because most of your time your corners you're either going to play in, you're going to be in cover four, cover three, or man. Right. It's, it doesn't get too um, confusing in base. Right. If right. you understand football and understanding the system and uh, how how teams are playing 12 personnel base defense, you're going to really that's when the offenses can try to get their shots. Really, that's when they try to get them. And they're just finding Coach Staley. They're finding holes in the calls and having great timing and being able to make those plays. Right. And so I think in our main base defense, uh, we need to do better and try to be able to eliminate those explosives in uh, the first and second down. Chris, you always usually in a season, especially with the way that the league is now, defenses yeah. usually have the advantage early because offense is trying to catch up and its training camp is not as physical. You looked around the league, yeah. not a lot of high scoring games week one. You know, of course, the Chargers and Miami was one of the exceptions. But what is it yeah. when you when you think about defenses usually ahead? Why is that usually the tendency, and why hasn't that been in your opinion? Yeah, man, I think a lot of quarterbacks, you know, have been banged up, and then a lot of guys are, you know, Mahomes had a slow start. He usually starts out hot with tons of touchdowns, yeah. and and you know, uh, the defenses are they are getting better. They're starting to catch on a little bit to this these offensive systems. These you know, implementing a lot of this college uh, ball to the game, and uh, been able to. I've been seeing the guys improve. You know. Uh, DBs, uh, I think, across the league have been uh, playing uh, solid, you know, uh, across the league if we look at it. And the pass rush has been coming. So I would say the thing that's killing the game right now is the O-lineman, right? The O-line is lacking, um, can't can't really block, you know, period, across the league. And that's what you're seeing, man. That's the that's the uh, major difference, I think. There's overwhelming way more D-linemen. Oh, yeah. Right. That are good compared to offensive line. You know, it's funny you mention it that way, Chris. You do the let's ride pod for for Believe. And, yeah. and the Broncos are maybe in a worse way than the Chargers because they're zero and two with two home games that they got uh, yeah. losses in on their their ledger. The one thing that that I think, you know, from, from what I'm hearing and the vibe I get, the people that reach out to me is that there's a lot of confidence in this team that they can dig out of this. Mm -hmm. And a big part of it is that offensive line. Is you played with Rashawn right. his rookie year? Is Rashawn Slater at that left tackle? Is Corey Lindsley yeah. at center? And just kind of what they have, just kind of looking at the rest of the division. Easiest way to punch your ticket into the tournament, win the division. How are things in Denver right now? Yeah. How dire does it feel? Yeah. Oh man, you know the fans are definitely in panic mode. You know when you you start the season zero and two with two home games, you know in Denver that's panic mode, right? Because in a mile high, we're supposed to protect that house, you know, at all costs. So. Uh, everybody's definitely, um, we got a tough game this week going to Miami, yeah, right? And they're hot, you know, and that's a bad matchup for us right now, you know? So, um, it's, it's, um, panic mode is high and, um, it's all about winning the division, right? If I'm Denver, um, my goal is we got to figure out how to win a division, right? When we play the Chargers, we got to try to sweep them. You know, I think the past couple of years has always 
being a, a one and one, right? Yep. It's always a split, right? Somebody's going to have to, if Chargers want to take the division, they're going to have to win both those games in Denver right. or uh, both versus Denver, right? Um, they usually, you know, they this the Denver Broncos haven't been, they haven't beat the Chiefs since I've been there, right? <laughs> uh, we haven't beat the um, Raiders, and Raiders even have a streak on them. Right. So um, uh, they got to be able to break those streaks in the division. You can't make the playoffs unless uh, I think the first two teams, right, have the great chance of making the playoffs. Right. Um, The way this system is now, the playoff system. So the goal is to try to be the top two teams. And then usually you have a great chance to make it in. Chris, I I know we're going to wrap it up. Appreciate you jumping on. But let's go around. Let's let's talk about a team that switching gears that everyone in the country is probably the hottest thing on TV. And you happen to be a part of it. What has Dion brought to that that community in Colorado, and and what is yeah. what is that what is that recipe that he's using? Yeah. Oh man, I think he's he he came at the right time, you know, because Denver is Broncos country, right? That's all they care about, right? And then the Nuggets just started getting good now, and you yeah. know now we got the Nuggets, right? But it's always been Broncos country, right? And so um, having Dion there. He's just bringing that excitement that we need right now because we're not—we haven't been playing very well right now. We're not very exciting to watch on TV right now. So being able to have him there has been huge. Uh, being able to impact that community, you know, uh, bringing jobs and you know all types of money, you know, to the to the uh, to the state. You know, I think that's huge. And uh, being around that community in one day, right? Seventeen yeah, on Saturday. Yeah. You knew that, Matt? That's crazy. How about that? Right? Yeah. Hey, dude, you folks know, are sold out. Yeah. It's, that's that's the ticket, man. That is the yeah. ticket to get. And uh, you know, they need that out there. You know, they need that uh, help and being able to be able to uh, change the dynamic out there. That's huge. So uh, uh, you know, that's my second home. So I pretty much grew up there as a man. You know, so uh, I'm definitely excited for him to be there and. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to, to this week. You know, they got Ooh. Oregon this week, so yeah. that's good. That's gonna be a great test. I wish Travis Hunter was playing, that you part. know, because <laughs> you want the yeah. best players to be out there versus the best teams, you know. So, um, uh, hopefully, uh, he can be able to get back, but it's gonna it's gonna be an exciting game this week for sure. This, yeah, no doubt. He's gonna probably break all the records, you know, that you could think of. Uh, tele- televised games, I think they were like top five yeah. ever in history, yeah. This Maybe past 10 million week. last week, man. Right. Rocky so, showdown. The 10 million for Colorado. Right. Yeah. yeah. So NCAA, Great. y'all got to be able to change the schedule. You know, you got to make them prime time. You know, yeah. he is prime. So you got to, you got to have to <laughs> fix these schedules up. Uh, he's the best. Uh, be sure to check out the Let's Ride pod on the Believe Network. Great job breaking it down here for us. Talking Chargers, trying to get that first win against Minnesota. Thanks so much, Chris. Oh, yeah. No problem. Thanks, Chris. You're the best. Well, that was great uh, hearing the breakdown from one of the best corners of his era. Chris Harris Jr., of course, was a corner in Los Angeles as well for the Chargers. So familiar with this system. And I'll tell you what, Lowe, as we look forward now to the game uh, in Minnesota, in Minneapolis, the Vikings are the Chargers. The, these two teams <laughs> are, are staring into a mirror. They feel like they should be 2-0. and zero. They're both 0-2. and two. Man, 0-3 and three is a totally different deal than 0-2. and two. I mean, Kirk Cousins, first in touchdowns, second in yards. Uh, both rookie Jordan Addison and TJ Hawkinson have two touchdowns apiece, and they got two losses to show for it because they can't run the ball and they're giving up explosive plays. It's <laughs> it's funny though, you know. It's it just sounds so familiar, right? No question, Matt. It's deja vu, and you watch the way that they're playing. And Kirk Cousins, you know, they very well it could be two and zero, just like you said, just like the Chargers. And you know, it was great to hear Harris come on and talk about 
and you ask him, hey, how do you change this? And he said, hey, look, let guys start seeing it with their eyes. And I like what he was saying. He's saying you play four, four, you get on the goal line in the 20 in the red zone, you play cover eight. That's four across and then four in the back end. So now make the quarterback pat the ball, and now that pass rush can get there. You know, you play cover four. So what he's saying, he said, look, let's simplify. Let's not having guys in trail mode, and that's what we're seeing because Kirk Cousins will beat you down the field if you're playing man-to-man because right now they're showing they can't play great man-to-man. So all Harris was saying, and which he was great, is say, look, let's play some zone. Let's play four deep, four across. So now keep everything in front of you. So now you can also see where the quarterback's eyes is, and you're not turning your back to the quarterback. So I like what he was saying, and I hope to see if Coach does that this week. Well, let's talk uh, situational awareness, details, some of those things. Now, look, I think the flag that was thrown on Derwin was an atrocity. It, it, that, that thing was terrible. He, he's on Westbrook Akine as the ball arrives. He leads with his shoulder. It's a third down. You're trying to break a pass up. They call a personal foul. But it is a third and 13, and that pass is going to be completed well short of the sticks, probably still out of field goal range. Situational awareness, right? Sure. You got a personal foul on Bash on a third down where you can get off the field and get a field goal attempt. You got a personal foul on Kenneth Murray on a third down when you're going to get a field goal attempt. That gives them a first down. They get a touchdown. Now they had the completion anyway to DeAndre Hopkins. But walk us through details, making sure you know the situation on the field. This is a third and long. I cannot take a chance at a personal foul penalty here to give them another chance because that's what happened with Bash and with Derwin. That would have been a punt on the Derwin flag that, again, I don't think he deserved that flag. It would have been a field goal attempt on the Bash personal foul, and it ends up being a touchdown, and this is a game that goes to overtime that they lose. Absolutely. And the thing you were saying earlier, you are saying, hey, look, this is team could be undefeated. They understand that. But always, also, you have to realize that's what I'm talking about. Just like you alluded to, Matt, you said this team needs to find a way to win. They have to change it. But this is where they're finding a way to lose. That's why I'm right. making these statements. Good teams find a way to win. Bad teams find a way to lose. And even though, like you said, there was a questionable call, shouldn't have been thrown that PI, there shouldn't have been that flag. But here's the deal. You found a way to lose the game. You found a way to give Tennessee scoring opportunities. You were going to punt. You were probably a long field goal, and now you take points off the board. When you do that, you you now you're you're hurting yourself, and that's what the Chargers are doing. They're pressing, they're being they're they're, they're someone's trying to make a play, right, and yeah. they don't need to do that. You just got to say, I have to do my job. That's intention to details. Just do your job. So let's talk about the the job this week against Minnesota. Uh, like we said, the, the, the one issue with Minnesota, they have been terrible against the run. Now, a lot of that is one game, right? The Chargers dead last against the pass. That was basically the Miami game. Now, obviously, Tannehill's got a lot more passing yards than he should have because of a couple explosive plays. But can you go into this game with Justin Herbert and Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and all these weapons and look at the Vikings' defense and say, they can't stop the run, and if it's not Austin Eckler, make it a Joshua Kelly game, an Isaiah Spiller game. Is that something that their approach should be, or do you just not do that because it's Justin Herbert out there? Well, I think no question you do that. You play keep away because you see Minnesota. Minnesota has one of the better receivers in the league run, and you're going to have problems, so you better tackle, and you try to extend this game. You just say, guys, let's play fundamental defense. Let's tackle them first and second down. Let's win the downs on first and second. Let's get them in third and long, and then let's sit there and play zone, and hopefully we can put the pass rush, play zone, and make him throw in those windows. It's hard to get those balls in those windows, but when you know it's third and two or three, I'm running that slam, 
and you just boom, the quarterback is just it's it's a timing throw, and it's hard for guys to defend. But when you're in third and five or ten or more, now you can sit back and understand what the defense, what you can now you dictate it as defense. So yes, the Chargers should say, look, we need to be physical, we need to run the ball. Minnesota's one of the worst worst running teams, you know, yeah. against the run. So you have to implement it and still be able to throw the ball. But that's how you do it and beat the defense up from ball control. No question. Yeah. And you just said it. They're one of the worst rushing teams. I think they're dead last in running the ball as well. So they can't stop the run. They can't run the ball. We saw it in week one where Tyree Kill ran roughshod. Jordan Jefferson leads the NFL in yards right now. You cannot allow that guy no. to beat you. Um, and, you know, if it's man, there better be help on that guy. Let somebody else beat you as long as it's not him. Uh, just last last thought to you, Lo, as we kind of wrap this yeah, thing up. We understand where it's at. The Chargers are in a must situation, and Minnesota's in a must situation. I like these matchups because these are two teams that you got to realize. Like you said, the Chargers haven't played in the division games, but you look at the Raiders. They've only got a one-game lead. You look at Denver. They've lost two games. You look at Kansas City. They, they've won and won. So the Chargers, it behooves them to try to find a way. This is a week that would it kill you if you don't know, but you're starting to dig yourself a hole. The Chargers need to come out, and they need to be consistent. And just like you alluded to, find a way to win this ballgame. That's right. Win the game next week, Raider week. So let's have a celebration. Let's get excited about Raider week next week. It's Chargers, Vikings. We'll recap it. We'll look forward. Uh, certainly appreciate Chris Harris. This is Believe in Charger. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.